Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triforce Podcast. Today, joined by me and Sips. We're back. And Piri and Flax. Hello. We thought it was all over. It's been two weeks. Summer's a tricky one, you know? Summer is, Summer is uh, a tricky one, yeah. One of those times. Have you had kids staying with you, or have you have you managed to get some dad time? Like, what has it been? Well, they're back you, at school. What, now, other so people's kids them? staying with us? Did you no. get other families to, like, uh, take, no. take over? No way. No, we keep it tight. We don't... You know, we, we, don't... we don't live in, like, a Stone Age village. So no, no, we don't us, just palm off either. the kids on one of the other families and go hunt mammoth. Yeah, we take the kids with us, like any modern mammoth hunting family would. You're not Siberian nomads either, then? No, 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 because no. I mean no. we are. I'm, I'm actually but... I'm reading a book about that right now, which is quite interesting. So it's called Sapiens. Have you seen? Have you read seen that book, Sapiens? It's quite famous. Mm, it it's is about yeah. sort of uh, how we got where we are. And um, it talks about that that initial crossing that they made to North America. So that crossing from the Siberian sort of reaches of Asia across the Bering Straits to Alaska, which would have been land at that point because of the um, the Ice Age and everything. And they got across, and then of course it all melted. They they couldn't get further south because of glaciers at the time between Alaska and and the rest of America. So they were sort of stuck in Alaska in this freezing cold. And they must have been thinking, what kind of choice is this that we've made? Um, but eventually, it must have been, there must have been some point <laughs> where there was a generation whose parents had been able to walk across the Bering Straits and their kids then couldn't. There must have come a tipping point where it was like, well, now it's just all sea. When I was a, ca- a lad, a cave lad, we could just walk across. And now, you know, you've got to take I, these boats and it's getting further and further every year. And I don't know, though. That must have I, been a crazy time. I saw this thing. I think it depends on how, how far north you're willing to go. Because I saw this thing um, kind of recently, and this happened recently, where there was like this tagged fox or he's a wolf or something from Sweden, I think. They tagged him with like a, like a GPS thing because they wanted to see where he was going and what he was doing. They were studying this fox arctic fox and wolf or whatever it was anyway yeah uh, used to cold climates and stuff so they put this thing on and there's no movement like so they're trying to see you know is it a seasonal thing like what the you know what's he up to like where is he going to go what's he going to do sort of thing and then um all of a sudden this thing starts moving and he's like he's he's covering miles and miles and miles a, a day like he's just non-stop moving and they're like what the fuck is going on um, and he went all the way from Sweden and he made it like all the way to Western Canada in like a record amount of time. Like he was like in like Northwestern Canada, like and all by foot, presumably, because I don't think they can swim or, you know, that that much or whatever. But he made it all the way over there. Just like, I mean, he yeah, you know, but he's in, like in the space of a couple of weeks, just on foot. He's physically designed like, to whatever. To cross the Arctic, sure, but I mean, like, you know, I'm sure animals were migrating, but sure, but it uh, it blows my mind that like that is a thing that they can do, yeah, like that it's possible for them all on foot to do that. Like I didn't even think that that was possible. Like I mean, humans could probably do it at a push, you know, with the right gear and stuff like that. But 
It's pretty amazing, isn't it? It is incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Fucking foxes, eh? What, how do they work? Jeez. I don't know. How do they fucking do it? But I mean, I, fucking... I, I was thinking like that in the book, it says that for like tens of thousands of years of human history, we have no record. Like we don't know what they were like, but they were like, I mean, they were like us mentally and physically. They were as, I mean, he, the guy makes the point that these guys must have been like the best generation of humans that ever lived. Because if you think about how many skills they have to have, what they have to overcome, how tough they have to be physically and mentally to, to be able to survive and prosper in that environment with like so many things out there trying to kill them. And a simple infection is going to do for you. Your teeth are going to kill you a lot of the time. You're going to die of, of any kind of bad fracture is probably going to do you in. Yeah. Um, there's just so many different and all the wildlife out there. You, you are not the master of your environment at all. There's no help coming. And you've got to keep on the move, traveling. How the fuck? I mean, those people were like superhumans. Yeah. I'm just in awe. Like, the more I read about what ancient life must have been like, the more you, like, we look down on them as being, which is a very modern idea of, of looking down on people because they didn't have fucking phones or whatever. But they, they were amazing. And think of the shit that they had to figure out on their own with no books, no record. They had to say, right, I've figured this out. I'm going to tell all of you guys because when I die of a bison attack, you know, you don't want to lose the last. It's like in RimWorld when you have one guy who can make yeah. something and he's gone. The colony's fucked. It's a slow um, evolution of adaptation, though, isn't it? Like over the spanning thousands of years, you know, like. Oh, it's not. It's it's, it's um, behavioral evolution, not um, physical evolution. We didn't evolve from from the uh, you know twenty thousand years ago, man. We haven't changed much at all. No, but I mean, the only difference is that we're we're not as tough. No, but we don't have to be either. And like in right, in other in selection. other ways, we're yeah. we're tougher if you if you know what I mean. Like, but but again, like society's changed massively. Like everything's changed massively. You know, we are more in control of like our environment and wildlife and all that kind of stuff. Uh, where where we were before. The thing but. is, we we've been able to specialize. So but that it, that took a long, long fucking time. Imagine like, uh, like at first, yeah, it would have been rough. Like people like living in caves and probably people dying of old age when they're like fifteen years old or whatever. But like slowly over like generations and generations of like learning how to do certain things and doing them well, and then setting up you know initial settlements and stuff like that. I think probably once they started creating housing and stuff like that it i think things probably got a lot better it was I mean? it was um farming because it meant you could stay in one place that was the yeah. thing yeah. like once you can stay in one place then you have a bit of time if you like if you think about like the, the people think of foragers as like uh they'd have to spend 12 hours a day gathering food but apparently not like it, it doesn't take that long to gather the food you need for the day and you know uh, not just that there wasn't as many people either like yeah you know you'd have to spend 12 hours foraging food now because there's like tons of mouths to feed but back then <laughs> it would have been like impossible five people so yeah so you gathered what Who you cares? needed yeah. you went hunting every few days and then you were just chilling out yeah. and it's like what i always think is like we think about the smartest people that ever lived as like einstein and shit like that but there must have been an einstein back then you know there would have been geniuses back then born just the way they are now who would have been like i'm gonna figure out this shit and they would have fucking had like scientific experiments i guess that they would have done because how else would they have figured this stuff out? Like, we always make out they must have figured it out by accident. They just, oh, we just stumbled upon this brilliant idea. But they, they must have been, like, fucking scientists and shit, walking about doing caveman science. I don't know, science. maybe they did. In some cases, they probably did stumble across things that was like, okay, we know how to replicate this, but we don't actually understand it at all. 
Like, yeah, I'm not saying like, they understood the it's processes. It's just a miracle that it's working. And but like smoking food, how do you figure that out? Yeah. But hanging food over a fire and smoking it will make it last longer. Again, it's probably just a lot of like trial and error, right? Like, right, you know, but that's some, what I'm saying, experiments. T- Timmy the chieftain probably accidentally uh, burnt some food and then, you know, didn't want to look bad in front of the village. So he, he like, oh, maybe if I just like put a bunch of smoke on it, it'll be fine. And then much <laughs> to everyone's delight. Wow. This smoked haddock tastes fantastic, Timmy. What did you do to it? It's a, Timmy oh, the Chief. Just, just, Chief just a, Timmy. All just hail just Chief Timmy. Nothing, guys. It's nothing. Just a little secret recipe I like to do just once Timmy in a while. Magic. You know? Just call it Timmy Magic. I got just guests coming over to my cave every once in a while. I like to smoke some meats for them. Now go get some rocks and build me a henge. <laughs> the henge of Timmy. I think it's a lot. I think it is a lot, a lot of dumb luck. Um, nah, I don't, I, I don't think you're giving him any credit. There was no formula to it. There was no, you know, there was no like, um, um, I don't know, like, uh, ep- like epitome moments where they're like, hallelujah, we now know how to go forward. Back then, it was just like, does this taste okay? Uh, sure. Okay. Nah, that's Ugh. not right. That's Ugh, not right. Smoke the meat again. Right, but you you're know. making out like they're idiots. That's the whole point is they're not. They can't they be were. idiots. So how do we get here? Well, be, what, they just again, bumbled slowly. Along? We got here slowly. Like like one generation's claim to fame was the wheel. And then nothing happened for like 500 years. <laughs> I like the idea that that was like their their village. Well, that's their, their 15 assigned, minutes. Like, birthplace of the wheel. <laughs> they had a little tourist And then thing. a couple of generations later, it was like, holy shit, Ugg discovered the magic of fire. And then nothing happened for a thousand years. You know what I mean? That's just that's yeah, but just, that's not because they were stupid. That's because of what they were up against. They were just. There's no way of writing shit down. No, they were dumb and lucky. Uh, they, they were, were just not d- dumb and lucky. That's a dumb and lucky, way and they had it. numbers as well. They had other people. Oh man. Oh, uh, I mean, Ugg killed himself yeah. in the magic fire. Okay, Ugg. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> they keep trying. You know what I mean? I was it's reading just, this morning. No. about mushrooms, right? And um, you want to do so, some shrooms? Like, this, so a lot of mushrooms are like I feel like I read this thing and it was a little bit like we have no scientists have no idea how bees fly and I'm like well yeah they do yeah I mean and also like scientists have understand nothing about how mushrooms grow and actually like <laughs> they do there's some good evidence to show that like the most prized mushroom by like culinary chefs is the morel right um which is this one which looks like a like a kind of like a brain. Well, actually, don't don't take my advice on what it looks like. Basically, it looks like a kind of wrinkly thing with like black on the outside of the wrinkles. It's I have a whole cabinet of, filled with morels. It's mm. it's it's very apparently very delicious and like the most prized mushroom. And it's like a multi million dollar. It's only pri- industry. It's, it's so prized because it only grows around. The, the inner thigh of Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> it's the only place it can be <laughs> oh my found. God. Yeah. Um, and we're lucky because 2,000 years ago, cavemen were smart enough to put together the Morel Initiative, which uh, which made it so that... Cloned harvi- Lawrence's. Yeah, they were able to harvest it more efficiently and they discovered all the ins and outs of it. Just so had a load of naked Christ Jennifer Lawrence out in the woods. Oh my it's God, just, it's my fantasy. Take yeah, me back me to that time machine. Anyway, uh, they don't even grow them on farms. They can't, they can't be farmed these morels so they're like very kind of sought after and prized and apparently like there's this big um community of people lots of communities around the world who go out and forage and look for them and bring them home and cook them up but obviously the danger with mushrooms is there's what's called false morels 
There's always a fucking cheat in nature in there. Someone fucking it up for everybody yeah. else. Yeah. There's ones that look like them but aren't them. And as a result, like loads of people die every year eating the wrong fucking mushrooms. Even today. It's 2019. It's not caveman times anymore. And yet people are still dying eating fucking mushrooms from the woods. All right, so let me ask you this question. Right. What's the point in having a false morale? Fake it till you make it, Flax. That's the answer to that Is that what that the morale? One. This is the fake it till you, you make you it morale. You like to say we've changed, P. Flax, since then, but no, we're the fucking same. Mate, we're going out into was, the woods. What are you saying? That was my exact point, is when, that they oh. were fucking smart. You've literally taken my point and backed it up. <laughs> by saying, I've helped you. But no, Sips is saying, oh, they were lucky and stupid. And you're saying, see... People nowadays are lucky and stupid. Yeah. We haven't changed. No, we that haven't. Was my, no. that, my point is that people nowadays people are probably are not even as smart and as capable as the people back then because we don't need to be. Like, I'm sure that guy that gathers morels and dies to a morel, he's probably a really good accountant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or one of them is like an amazing fucking dressmaker. Or this person is, is brilliant at <laughs> Wasn't making able buttons. to account for his stupidity, though, <laughs> was he? <laughs> well, I, th I think people assume like two things are going to happen when they eat a mushroom. And let, let people think that they're going to get like a magic mushroom. Or they think it's going to be like really delicious because they've heard it. So there's this other mushroom called Chicken of the Woods, which is its real name. Not even joking. Right. Um, it's It looks like... Um, it's one of those ridgy ones that grows on trees, right? right. It's like in a in a Oh long yeah, those ones. Thing. Yeah. They look almost yeah. like uh like out of water coral or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Shells they of do. mushrooms. Or yeah. like yeah, like like um and, and it probably grows on like wounds of trees. So it's right. quite like rare in that sense. Right. That, like, like you have to like it's kind of a weird location for a mushroom to grow. And also honestly, like um apparently like if you deep fry it, it just tastes like fried chicken and it's all rubbery and stuff. And I'm like, wow. As to me, that sounds like mm, that sounds like a good option. Right. Yeah. But like I, I just I've just I've just for some reason I think mushrooms are awesome. I wanna I want to go out there. It's making me want to go into the woods. Yeah, somewhere. Please don't do this. Mushrooms are pretty stuff. amazing. I mean, like you know that you know the corn brand um, uh, food. You know, like uh, oh, yeah. meat-free food. Yeah. It's all it's all uh, from uh, microproteins from mushrooms, fungus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts as nothing, and they make it into something. It's fucking incredible. Microprotein is like going to save the world. There's this one guy. I think his name is like Paul Stamets, who's done like a TED talk, which we shouldn't get into. But he basically is like the fucking the jesus the preacher for mushroom how they gonna save the world like yeah preacher. i mean it could solve a lot of food problems for sure um yeah but, and i and I'm, I'm, I'm fully fully on board like i've eaten a lot of weird stuff and some of these mushroomy mycoproteiny fakey things sound like taste like as good as yeah you, well, you, once you season them i mean some of the flavors obviously artificial and and whatever if you're okay with that but I, oh i've been eating this cheese tastes this fine week, sips which is like coconut oil turned into cheese slices, and it just yeah, tastes like, like vegan cheese. It tastes exactly like feet, you know, just yeah, like yeah, just it, like, just the real like cheese. cheese taste. Yeah, I had some vegan cheese while I was in Portugal. We went to a went to this vegan restaurant while we were in Portugal, and it was like um, you didn't order from the menu. Every day they just had stuff that they made, and you could order as much or as little as you wanted to. So like. You could just, if you wanted to, just order the main course. Or you could have, like, a bunch of, like, entrees, the main course, and then they had, like, some other stuff or whatever. So there's, like, five of us, so we just ordered everything. We ordered two of everything and just shared everything. Fuck me, man. It was so good. Like, the vegan cheese, they had, like, this risotto with, like, some vegan cheese on it and stuff. It, you couldn't tell the difference. Like, super good. I went, I went to a vegetarian restaurant. It was, like, a really high-end one. And uh, they soak paper, vegetarian paper, in, in vegan water. <laughs> 
And nice. it tastes, <laughs> tastes just like wet paper. It's amazing. Nice. Really does taste. But, but it's completely vegan. Yeah. Really impressive. Well, that's the that's the important thing. Yeah. Sorry about our pro um, pro save a fucking world attitude, P Flax. Why don't you just headbutt a cow to death and slowly watch it suffocate and then fucking, you know, smother it with it. your fat ass cheeks until it dies and then you fucking suckle on its fucking blood out of its neck. Oh, delicious. Jesus. That's how I like them. <laughs> Terrified. Me. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not a bad guy. I don't eat meat that often, but I don't have to explain I know, myself I know. to we, we, you. Sorry, we did, I didn't mean to go on the old pro vegan agenda. I just hadn't. hadn't That's all right. Right. I think I it's. Uh, I, I think it's, it's interesting, though. I think it's interesting that they can do this stuff without sort of having to rely on animals or animal byproducts or even uh, e- even sort of elements of animals' habitats as well. I I, I just think it's amazing that people can come up with these sort of workarounds to very traditional things. I mean, I'm all for it. Like, I honestly, the more people that don't eat, like, I'm genuinely offended by people that have to eat meat three times a day and and have meat as a snack, you know, multiple times a day. And you don't need that much meat. And it is super bad. Yeah, it is. It's it's just it's just not sustained. There's no long term plan for it. Like we, we there's no way we can carry on like we are like consuming the like meat and even even farming the way that we do in like a hundred years time like it's i, I, I mean it's I, so I read a thing yeah. sorry I, lewis i, I read a no, thing saying that the, the the wildlife in britain we are the one of the most sort of wildlife starved countries in europe um because of the way we farm and, and pollution and stuff like that and just changes to the environment that have happened so quickly and haven't considered l- like native wildlife that when i even when i think to back to being a kid there were just more animals around yeah. Like, I haven't seen a hedgehog in years. I genuinely don't see that many birds, even with my bird table in the summer. It's not like it used to be. Man, I saw um, tons of them when I was in the UK in the summer, but unfortunately, all of them were dead on the road. Yeah, you see a lot of roadkill. Um, <laughs> Fuck me, and tons. Just, it's crazy. I, all my barbecues that I had this summer, I saw like a couple of wasps. And all right, you don't have to be a fan of wasps, but I hardly see any flies. Like, I'm just saying, there is a genuine. You got birds, death. though. Can yeah, hear but them. there is a genuine death happening. That we're just not noticing, and I, I do think it is a concern. Uh, my 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 problem is I've got some mates of mine, and they're like a lot of people. They're sick to death of the sort of uh, environmentalist what what looks like bleating, right? It's never ending, it's continual, and it's a lot of it has been politicized by the left and the right. But I just say, just look at the science. If you don't want to look at anything else, just look at the science. Look at the facts. If if you if you're anti science, that's not going to work on you. But at least say, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this from a non political point of view. Yes, there's a fucking problem, and I I personally am with the people who are at least trying to do something about it. Than the people saying that it's not worth it, or we shouldn't, or what about China and stuff like that. Like I don't, I don't uh, think any of that's helpful. Even if you disagree with them politically, even yeah. if you don't care for that stuff, you've got to look at the reality of it, and you've got to do something about it. That's the way I see it. But uh, like politics and everything aside, uh, the the problem with all of this stuff is that it's happening so gradually that it's never there's there's never anything like shocking enough to happen that that sort of startles people enough to care right yeah i mean it, we, we need you, something you to have happen so much time to get used to the fact that hang on there's no more of this now or this is a problem or hang on i can't buy apples anymore or, or whatever you know what i mean that's like yeah it's such a gradual thing that happens until uh you get to a point where lots of shit all of a sudden has happened and you look back and maybe you'll think holy fuck like how did it how did it get to this point right nobody noticed because yeah Because it is so gradual. And I think that's why there's a lot of bleeding and people are going on about it and trying to scare people because people 
need to be made more aware because there's so little awareness about it because right. again it's just so gradual like people have but, so I mean, the, much the time to get used to this stuff like the, it's the, crazy. even things like the the weather has got you know there are a lot more hurricanes a lot more flooding a lot more rainfall stuff like that even that is still happening like if they say the the temperatures could rise by 1 degree this century that's a disaster scientifically like that's a disaster if the average temperatures rise by 1 degree centigrade but to most people they're like fuck it 1 degree 2100 i would be alive you know it's like it's easy to put that from your mind you're right if there was a comet that was on a collision course yeah, with us everybody would all of a sudden people be, would be doing shit yeah doing everything they can to help and do this or whatever but because there's nothing like threatening you and your life like this instant you know it's like people just don't give a fuck they're comfortable I think, or whatever I think giving people this info is is in fact dangerous yeah because like if you say oh you know one degree hotter people think oh one extra sunny day a year perfect right you know people are like people are like people don't understand what that means i think a lot of people do actually i think a lot we give a lot of credit but i think that it's very easy for politicians to be to dismiss it as not a major issue. Well, so if you or, point or, to the Arctic to... and say, "Look, it's melting," people are like, "Well, I don't live there." I mean, it's, it feels like a billion miles away. But I also, I also get that, like, okay, first of all, it's super depressing, right? Super, super depressing. It is really to depressing. Think about all this stuff. And the second thing about it is, is that like people have got enough problems in their own lives already yeah. to deal with, you know. When I mean, got, half um, half of the time I can't even drain the water out of my bathtub. So, <laughs> for instance, it's like. But then you, you've like got that politician super... who said, "Look, if the ice melts, it's already in the water anyway. It's displacement, people." Like he had an idea that the Arctic was just literally ice, like an ice cube, yeah. floating at the top of the planet. Yeah. Like that was his theory. Not not that the ice is stacked up on land. That will then go into the water and raise I levels. I love it when politicians try and come up with their own science. I hope that his well. house is the first one to get completely demolished by flooding. He lives on a fucking mountain yeah, in the middle of the country, I, I guarantee know. you. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, please, please, you know, don't don't get your fucking whiteboard out and start drawing pictures of ice cubes and saying, look, folks, it's going to be fine. Just, just trust someone that knows more than you. But they don't. Yeah. They think they know it all. Like, if we're wrong about this, great. I'd love to be proved wrong. I'd love for climate think, change to be not true. I think it is depressing true. to see these billionaire oil executives knowing that they're going to fuck the planet and, and building their own bunkers in the mountains. <laughs> Those are very to... popular. I've, I've watched um, a thing about uh, old nuclear silos. So the, the, a lot of the nuclear um, arsenal of the United States, when it, when its time is up or they decommission it or whatever, they've got this huge fucking silo that goes like 10 stories underground wow. and it's built to withstand like a nuclear blast, right? So this thing is fucking... This is the place you want to be, right? If there's any kind of disaster. And what people have done is Man, bought the sites. I don't know if I want to be in that place, though. No, no, Think they about it realistically. It'd be cool to survive, yeah. but fuck me. Imagine going into a bunker with all those assholes and surviving. Oh, for real. And then being stuck with them and nobody yeah. else. No, but you're rich enough to just be in there with your family. That's the point. No, no, no. You, yeah. you buy a condo. Like, you, you, you don't buy the whole thing. You have, like, an <laughs> right. apartment underground, and other people are there, too. Now, what I think is interesting is... And I'd like to see, um, there was a, a book or something about this, is what's the society going to be like post-money, which it would be after a disaster? Garbage. No one cares if Total you're a billionaire. Garbage. Nobody you're would You're living survive. in your condo. People what would are you kill each do? other instantly. Yeah, they would. But you, they're not going to get into your condo. So what is society going to be like inside that condo? Not worth When money doesn't in. matter, yeah. how are they going to swing their dicks around and say, well, I'm obviously more important than you because I'm worth 10 billion. Yeah. 10 billion what? May as well be ten billion rocks at this point. No one gives a shit. If there's, dude. An, if there's a nuclear matter. war, I am re I'm ready to die. I do not want to survive a nuclear war. I want war. to die in the blast. Initial blast. <laughs> Same. Please. Me too. I want to be just absolutely 
pulverized into another dimension. I go, ah, bang, dead. Not even. Like I just wanted, I, I just want to be like, oh, what was that noise? And then dead. You know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to survive that. Know. Because yeah, it's not going to be Fallout. Uh, it's not going to be, it's not going to be cool, like garbage towns and stuff. It's just going to be a lot of weirdos who all of a sudden have nothing and can't control anybody anymore. Um, there's going to be a lot of like, really dark shit that happens and they'll all kill each other basically yeah it'll be That's horrendous it. i mean we we i feel like as rational adults we definitely and t- surrounded by media which does show us all of this quite dark stuff we do have like and i get this a lot when i watch because like, i also watch a lot of murder stuff and detective yeah stuff yeah yeah on, on hey did you watch mindhunter season two? series two yeah. very good very oh good. fuck me man the rabbit holes that that show has sent me on no thanks i didn't realize that that was a real case either. they all they all is real it's all real yeah yeah sorry lewis the reality is that mass murderers and things like this are actually very rare um yeah, yeah don't yeah. happen every day and certainly don't happen in certain countries almost at all ever yeah you know and so we but we but we get into this idea and we build up this this fear that you know people are dark and evil when in fact it's the opposite i think that people often you know don't want to take other people's stuff or or kill other people or hurt other people we want to work with other people yeah. to live happily and work together i think that's how humanity really has has come from the found you know from the caveman most times, most people know. are basically decent people even if they're assholes yeah. on internet forums or twitter they're, they're not murderers they're not going to steal your shit there are assholes out there but I, I feel like the reason it affects people so deeply when something gets stolen or, or they get beaten up or, or god forbid someone in their family gets killed or whatever it affects you because it's not typical in this country at least i mean there are countries where it is Fairly commonplace, but even then the murder rate is it looks terrifying. But here's the thing. But it's like I think twenty individual people per hundred thousand or something is is individuals high, right? Are, I think. are nice, I think, in general. I I think some places, yeah, some places have higher homicide rates. And I think it's certainly countries like Brazil and Mexico have have are pretty dangerous places to live, as far as I know. Um well and some some other countries that are less um kind of have have big infrastructure. You know, the more wild the country is and the more sort of back kind of countryside i think the the more rural it is actually some ways the worse it is but no like i was thinking it's not like i think that people while people are, are good like inherently i believe that they're good i think that corporations and these sort of profit driven businesses are, are bad i mean i i guess like one of the reasons i sort of became a vegetarian the, the sort of vegan thing in the first place was partly because I started to become frustrated with the idea of industrialized production of things like and and how it was just on such a vast scale that it felt like all it was doing was just poisoning the world. I guess like it, like a caveman, I don't have a problem with a caveman shooting an animal and then taking it home and cooking it and eating it because that's not done on an industrial scale. You know, he's not burning down an entire forest, storing it all turning it all to like, you know, turning it all to cattle fields and then mass putting those through a massive slaughterhouse, right. putting them all into patties and eating one of them so every So for you, it's like hours, the you know? organized factory style, life comes in, food comes out that you find I, I think dis- I, unsettling. But also, or, or... not more than unsettling, I think it's away from nature. And they're like almost like just looking at the sheer amount of pollution going into the oceans and how they're being so fucked... Like I started to become 
because I was I read a thing which said you shouldn't eat more than one portion of fish a week because of the amount of mercury in it. And right. I I kind of believe I don't know if it's true, but I believed it, and I felt like you know I like literally that's the that's the situation we've got to that there's that much poison in in fish that you can't eat more than one a week. And it was the same with other sort of industrial things. And I was just like fuck, you know, even like even like growing vegetables, you know, with the amount of fertilizers and pesticides and all the shit on there it's like where do you turn it feels very depressing yeah. and very um, i don't know whether i'm going mad like and this kind of a no te- there's but, a but there's a lot of people who feel the same way who are going who are that you know there's a, there's big movements towards more sustainable more sensible things but it's it's a very slow process because there's a lot of people who fight against it. They I'm don't sure want anything to change. The, the, the cheese that I'm eating, the coconut oil, is probably coming from some terrible source thing where you know, etc. I'm sure everything I'm doing is. I'm sure I'm doing plenty of things that are absolutely terrible for the environment. Well, funnily enough, realize. it probably isn't though because it's not being mass produced, and that's the problem. When stuff starts cheese? becoming mass mass produced, <laughs> that's when the, that's when a lot of the issues arise. You don't think cheese is mass produced? Cheese made with coconut oil is not mass produced. I can guarantee you. Okay, I disagree. Anything that you can buy in a shop is mass produced. Mass produced? Nah, they, a lot of this stuff is just like they get a, a crate of it, and maybe ten other stores get a crate of it as well, and it sits on the shelf for like years like when i used to work at the grocery <laughs> store there was always shit like that there was like you'd get like these like um tins of i don't know something like that you know like cheese made of coconut oil or whatever and it looked great and like one yoga mum would buy it like once a decade <laughs> basically that's me now he's yeah. the yoga mum by the way the, the murder rate the murder rate in england england and wales last so 2017 there were a total of 726 murders in the whole of england and wales for a rate of 1.2 murders per 100,000 people which is pretty incredible yeah that's, that's pretty that's, actually, that's, that's more that's than i thought man pretty pretty good odds i'd say so listen the list of american serial killers is a is a doozy if you ever look it up oh there's a lot of them oh my there's god there's a lot of them and they, they sort of peak in in the 80s the 70s and the 80s and yeah. i think that's it's attributed to the fact that back then um fiber samples dna testing all that stuff wasn't really big you know it was like it was still not trusted um they still used a lot of like lie detector tests uh that that were admissible which aren't anymore and stuff like that so like forensic science has come a long way since and it's led to them catching people early early, before they become serial killers so don't don't you sometimes serial killing is on the decline but nowadays it is interesting mass shootings are on the rise so, yeah, but you, which is, so you don't catch those guys no, after the fact, like, but a week down. It, but they follow the, the same patterns as serial yeah, killers. Yeah. Serial killers are normally, like, uh, have have mental issues, right? Like, they, they start to, like, isolate themselves from people, society. They plan all this stuff long in advance. They fantasize about things. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think mass shootings follow the same thought processes right there's and a lot also of they, they look for attention like it's a fame thing yeah yeah like yeah they, they, they manipulate sort of, the media uh, and yeah. they, they try to make uh law enforcement look useless and stupid and stuff i mean look at that guy that uh what was his name he's like an incel hero he was that that guy that shot those girls uh he was oh my god english american i can't remember his name yeah they like fucking memorialize this guy i don't want to say his name i can't even remember it. who fucking cares he did a, like a blog a vlog he did vlogs before he did it saying he was going to do it and then he did it crazy and it's like that that's the same kind of shit as like the 
you know, the, the serial killers sending in letters to the to the press, like mocking them. They fucking they love it. It's all a massive ego thing. It's just crazy, man. It's crazy. Oh, I've I've got a new a new prison thing. Talking about serial killers, this reminds me. So there's a there's a TV show at the moment in the UK on Channel Four called Crime and Punishment, and it's about Winchester Prison, which is apparently a shithole. Like we spend a lot of money. Oh, is that that um, old Victorian prison? It's like a lot of them. It's falling apart, right? Yeah, and yeah. It's like horribly understaffed. It's, if this was prison, arch- if this was prison architect, <laughs> it, there'd be blood on the floor like permanently. It's super bad. <laughs> nice. And the staff morale is rock bottom. How much jugging occurs there? Out of interest. Well, they haven't mentioned jugging, but there is a new one that I saw called potting. Oh, right. Right? sounds bad. And that's where you get your poo and wee pot and chuck it on people. Right. And this I one mean, that's guy. That's a very British. That's a very British thing to have. I'm sure it happens everywhere. But very this old is school. Yeah, it is. But prison, so they'll, they'll prison pot. at slop out time. They're carrying their bucket, and instead of taking their bucket to the place they're meant to tip it, they'll just see a prison guard and just pot them. Get oh, potted. Oh my god. And they're like, oh my god, and they get all kinds of eye infections. And Man, shit like we're going to need another uh, tier of Patreon now. We need a pot. We need a we need <laughs> a Force pot now too. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you get, I think there should be a punishment. I think if you get potted, you should get jugged. In return. Yeah, oh no, that just leads to more a cycle, it's a cycle of, of, of of jugging a and potting. Yeah, how do you solve that? I think it should be a trap. I think if you get caught jugging or potting, no, hugging. We could potting, jugging, hugging. That's the one. Honestly, potting, hugging. We jugging. have a, a, a hugging tier on Triforce. We don't actually hug you, obviously, uh, but uh, we can send you um, a self-hugging. We need a self-hugging device. Some kind of inflatable, fluffy thing uh, that has arms, and you sort of hug it, and it hugs you back. I think. Okay, I think this? if you get caught jugging or potting uh, while you're in jail, I think your sentence should be extended to life, like uh, <laughs> like just automatically. Even worse. You I just reckon... couldn't help yourself, could you, Billy? You just couldn't help it, could you? You just had to jug him. Well, now you're in jail for life. <laughs> Hope you're happy. You know those industrial grinders they used to like cook, make sausages out of old meat and stuff. Yeah. I reckon what we do is. We get like a camera. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a very dystopian okay, and dark suggestion. Okay. There's a camera, okay? And so anytime anyone's caught potting anyone, right, they get, that's the camera feed is like put, uploaded to like a little panel of judges, okay? And they have to all unanimously agree that he definitely did it. They got it on their camera. He definitely did potting. That was it. They, they're like, bam, they press the button and that prisoner just gets, at the bottom of his cell opens up like a trapdoor. Oh my God. Like something out of cube. slide. They just into a grinder, uh, instant, instant death. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't think you want to do it instantly. You want it to be a slow grind. Slow. Very slow. An, oh. old, an old lady shuffles in, spits on her hands, and starts cranking the foot, the, you know, your okay, feet and again. And how about ground. also all the other pee and poo in the prison goes into the same grind? Oh, no, it's, oh getting, poured gosh, on, it's so. getting poured on top of you while you're being the sausage I created grinder. this in Dwarf Fortress at some point, I'm sure. Like this, <laughs> uh, this is definitely something that's happened. So, Lewis, from that conversation, I can guess rehabilitation not really something you're looking for. I'm not a fan of capital punishment. (laughs) I don't know. I don't understand how prison is meant to rehabilitate people because I think going to prison is so fucking awful and traumatic in itself. Well, I don't think anyone comes out of prison the same person that they went into. And I guess that's kind of the point, but I don't see that as a positive. I think... Right, right. But we have very bad prisons. Like our, our approach to crime and punishment is very... 
very sort of Victorian and, and everything that was before it, which is you did something well, bad, our, yeah. you are a bad person, we are now going to grind you up into a sausage while pouring pee and poo on your head, right? That's <laughs> but that's kind pretty of much kind of what the prisons uh, do, yeah. yeah. Like they they are they're not capital punishment, but they are. Like they they fuck you up. Like yeah. the idea is it's meant to be so unpleasant that you say, I won't break the law because I'm gonna do a formula on my head that says crime plus payoff. Minus time in prison plus horror of prison. I right? was thinking so that old dude. And the result the... should be something negative. So you go, oh, well, then I won't do it. But that's not really the way crime works because it doesn't really matter how fucking bad the prisons are. We've tested this theory because there are plenty of prisons in the world that were fucking horrible. Like there are ones in America that are awful. There are ones in South America that are like murder camps. People still break the law. So prison is not a deterrent. You either look at it from a deterrent perspective, which is we'll have more guns on the street and more cops and beat people up more and feed them in the sausage grinder. Or we say, why is this person breaking the law? What is broken about them? Can we fix it? And if not, then we can obviously lock them up. Um, but I, I don't I don't know. If you look at some countries in the world, they're, they're testing out this kind of more progressive uh theory of prison. I don't know if it's working for him. I'd need to read up about it. But You hear about it. You hear about it a lot in, in places like Sweden. And Norway, and I think, has like got some very nice have, prisons and stuff have like these that. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. yeah, like I you think, hear about them. And you hear about these places, but they're very sort of like, you know, Norway, for example, okay? Um, you always hear that they have like great social systems. They have great like prisons. They got great everything and stuff. But it's just a really boring place. Like nothing really happens there anyway. So it's like. So you're thinking. I imagine all their prisons are just empty. Right. So you know? you're thinking better to have a more exciting and interesting society and terrifying prisoners and horrible prisons. It keeps things interesting. Man, if you didn't have all that though, you wouldn't have shows like Mindhunter and like you, you wouldn't. True. You wouldn't uh, have the media a would suffer. Think of the TV shows. It would suffer. You wouldn't have the TV show of Crime and Punishment. Exactly. Behind bars. Because there wouldn't be any crime or punishment. Yeah. Oh, it would be the worst. Norway, there's none probably. So their TV shows are probably just like it's probably just non-stop cooking shows. Their detective shows are things like. Mrs. Plubel's uh, pie was stolen from her windowsill. <laughs> we must find out who stole the pie. Where did Whiskers the cat end up? Oh. It's in the tree. <laughs> That's the theme tune. <laughs> oh, it's a cold case. It's gone. The case has gone cold. We can't find Whiskers the cat. The case has gone cold. We can't find I'm a trace of it. <laughs> They're all cold cases. We, we put a GPS on him and he's in Alaska now. How did that happen? <laughs> They're all, cold, They're all, They're all cold, cold cases. Brilliant. Oh, that was sake. such a good joke. Fuck's sake. Hey, listen, I got something to share with you guys, okay? I just got an email from my favorite games publisher, Playway SA. I don't know if you're familiar with them. No, no, um, mm -hmm. they're responsible for one of your favorites, uh, Flax, uh, U Boat. Oh, yeah, I love that. And game. uh, they also do uh, they also publish House Flipper and Train Station Renovation Manager and Junkyard Simulator and hold all, on, all hold these on, fucking hold on. fantastic games. Hold on, one, one second, just before you finish that, Train Station Renovation Manager is that an actual game? It's coming out. I don't know when. I've been waiting for it for so a long time. So all you're time. doing is renovating train stations. That's literally the game. People yeah. love that shit. And then My you get to repaint the God. trains and stuff and get it back up and running. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Jesus. Sounds awesome. Oh, sorry. Continue. You know what, anyway. Very, satis very satisfying. Playway SA have just sent me a key for a game called, are you ready? Yep. Radio Commander. All right. Okay. Okay. Are you interested a little bit? I think I've heard of this. Okay. I think I've heard of it. Carry on. Carry on. We would like to offer you an exclusive access to Radio Commander, 
A realistic real-time strategy game set during the Vietnam War, exclamation yeah, mark. Yeah, yeah. Use the radio to give commands to the soldiers on the battlefield. Keep track of the situation based on their voice reports only. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the trailer for this. Does that not this. sound fucking awesome? Holy shit. That does sound really good. That sounds great. They pull up and say things like, Man. Sir, it's an ambush! There's a... Sir, we're catching a lot of shit down here, sir! Goddamn tutor! We need fire support now, goddammit! We're eating a mountain of shit down here, sir! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, soldier, keep it together. Call in the fire mission. It's always the voice cracking guy, isn't it? Sorry! Sorry! Sir, we're drinking a milkshake full of shit down here, sir! They're everywhere! Police up your shit! They always say that. Police. Police up your shit, private! Give me those goddamn quarters! Come on! <laughs> I'm gonna play the oh, fuck man. out of this game. Yes, I'm very excited about this oh, game now. Oh <laughs> man, so exciting, <laughs> guys! I also have some more exciting news for you. Guess what is back? Rust. That's right. The Apprentice has started. Oh, the Apprentice again oh. <laughs> this week. It started. Fucking you, kidding oh. me? Is that even... oh. I feel like we've shaken it. Okay. They went to South Africa. One team had to do a safari, okay? And the other team had to do a luxury wine tasting day thing. And, oh, it was fucking so cringe. Jesus Christ. I can't get through an episode of it. I have to close my eyes and stuff. It's crazy. Like, oh. Maybe don't watch it. I don't, I'm just throwing this theory out there. Maybe don't watch God, it. It's I'm like a saying. sick fascination, though. Like, sometimes you just want to see what happens. But it was pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. They pick up. I've been doing um, school visits for secondary school. Oh, nice. Um, Because my my eldest is in year six. She's going to be moving up to secondary school next year. Holy shit. I I haven't been inside like a secondary school since I was in secondary school. Like, it's just, it's the, I have no idea what they're like nowadays. All I remember is what my school was like in the 80s and the early 90s. And it was a fucking dump. It was like one of the best schools in Bournemouth and it was a dump. Yeah. So now they've got like Chromebooks in the computer lab. And they they're like their art area is like beautiful. They've got like a wonderful theater. They have it's just everything. Like it's obviously this is this is a, a, a nice area. So the 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 schools are reasonably well funded. I hope. Um, but it's just I just couldn't fucking believe it. It blew my mind. I was like, this school is amazing. And they've got like counselors on hand because you think about it. Being a teenager fucking sucks. You can't always go to your parents with what you've got to to worry about. So you they've got school counselors full time working at the school. You go in. I'm really upset because I've got this downy hair coming through my chest. I don't know what's happening. You know, that kind of shit. And they're there to yeah. talk to you about it. I mean, it's like... The, the, the ocean's all full it. of poison. <laughs> and the yeah, I can only eat fish rained. once a week because of the mercury levels. I'm, a I'm weak for mercury. Fuck's <laughs> 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 oh. sake. I ate some fucking mushrooms in the woods and I've been shitting for four days now. I don't want to tell anyone. And everyone's transparent. I don't know Help if it was real morale. I think it might have been the fake shit. But they're there. I mean, we joke about it, but I would have fucking, I could have used some of that shit at school. Oh, that would have been really useful. Yeah, there's all sorts of shit you fucking have to deal but with. But one of the schools we went to, teenager. we sat in on the talk oh. where they had the headmistress gave up a talk and then oh, yeah. the head boy and the head girl said, you know, our school's awesome. And I thought, well, you know, for you guys it is because you get to be the head boy and the head girl and you're like celebrities in the school or whatever, but fine. So I listened to their little talk and afterwards the head boy came up to me and said, uh, are you Pyrian? I was like, yes, I am. 
and I know the head boy at a school. So that's a that's a a, a celeb that I know. Wow, I would never admit to that, but sure, go for it. <laughs> Why wouldn't you admit to that? He was a cool kid. That could he come back. Smorted. That could come back and bite you in the ass. In what way? I don't know. I don't think you should associate with boys. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> right, especially not head. He was boys. a he was a he was the kind of young guy that I <laughs> thought boys. this guy's far more together and organized than I've been in my entire nah, life. I'm just joking. And he's like 16 or whatever. I'm just, just, I'm, just my mind. I'm just yanking your crank. Fuck porn, by the nice way. Guy. The minute you mentioned headmistress, all I could picture in my mind was somebody saying, "You've been a very naughty daddy. <laughs> You've been flack. You've been a very naughty daddy." <laughs> Porn man, like what the hell? I think you're the problem. <laughs> I am. Yeah, you've ruined your. You've, it's ruined you. It has. So, so, so. Okay. First of all, did you actually go around any schools? Second, and like, did you actually have you been around? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. Did it bring back any memories at all? It like, did. did it like did that, the smell of it or like the feel of it? Oh, like walking around. Yeah. Like, smell of it, schools, yeah. gross. Eh? It was not good. Jeez. It was smelled like we. Some of the rooms we walked in, I was like, damn, it smells like feet in here. Like it really does. <laughs> this fucking smells like fucking, ass in here. <laughs> it's like full of teenagers. <laughs> it smells it's like, like fucking ass. <laughs> gross. Please, sir, wait until the talk is finished. Questions at the end. <laughs> You're just blurting it out. It smells like ass in here. <laughs> God damn it. What kind of fucking Mickey Mouse operation are you assholes running? <laughs> so the questions <laughs> at the end. Some fire support. Smells like ass, guys. Come on, everybody. Like smells, like ass. Ass. <laughs> smells like ass. <laughs> smells like ass. Smells like ass. The children will now take you on the tour of the school. Don't say none of that ass smelling kids. God damn it. It's not going to spread it. Time with in maths without ass, you smell it, kid. <laughs> oh fuck's sake! But yeah, so we we did the tour. Like the we were in little groups, like three or four parents, and then two of the students would take you on the tour. And they were like thirteen or whatever. And they were, I was like, damn. When I was thirteen, I'm sure I could barely speak. But they were like, this way is the science lab, and this is what we get taught, and these are our teachers. And they were like properly showing us around. It was I was super impressed. I was like, you know what, kids? Well, well, fucking done. Yeah. Like seriously, Job they, kids. they were really, really impressively mature. Jeez. I was very surprised. I thought, I mean, if that had been me, I would have thought, great, no school this morning, fantastic, yeah. and done as little as possible. But they really tried. It was, it was very sweet, and their schools were very impressive. It did take me back to how shit my school was. But I said to the lads that took us around, I said, right, boys, here's a question because we're next to the chemistry lab. Do you guys still turn on the Bunsen burner and let enough gas out so it creates like a cloud of gas and then light it with a taper and blast your mates up? And they were like, oh, yeah. I was no. like, yes. <laughs> no, they don't. Of course they do. They don't do that. That's what you That's do. That's so dangerous. It's great. What do you mean? Do you let all the gas out and then burn your mates? Yeah. What kind of a You let it out. thing it, is that? It, it sits on the desk like it creeps around like a little invisible cloud. You turn off the gas and you put a taper near it. It goes, whoom, like that. And it says, and she goes like, ah, scares the shit out of me. We used to do that. <laughs> All the time. I was like, the whole you point get of chemistry. Real trouble for that. No, no, That's no. how you end up with gas explosions. No, no, no. Oh. It was fine. I'm sure there's a safety system in place. Totally safe. They wouldn't give the oh kids gas and fire if they couldn't control the situation. I'm sure. Oh. And sometimes when we were leaving the chemistry lab, you leave all the gas taps on and then run out. That was the other thing we did. Christ, oh my God. head boy. <laughs> I was head not That's a head boy. British thing. Definitely That's not. Afraid. No, I wasn't. That's not how you get. Were you like? Were you ever a prefect or anything? Were you like ever? No, fuck no. Oh no, you went to school in America, didn't you? Mm, only till I was eight. Oh, oh right. I mean, I over here, I'm talking about the schools over here. I doubt. I mean, they don't give the kids fire and gas in the states that I know of. I would assume they just give them, you know, give guns and stuff. But over here, right? They had prefects and all that shit. They were always the wankers. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the absolute wankers. Mm, yeah. They call them hall monitors in the states. Yeah, yeah. Those are the guys right. that grow up to uh, use the ice cube analogies to describe. 
global warming, by the way. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Those are the same <laughs> same guys. So once an asshole, but always an so asshole. Right. Basically, if you if you detect that someone's an asshole at school, hundred percent guaranteed that person will still be an asshole as an adult, even worse yep. actually. I'm probably in a position of power. Yeah. So. Always bear that one in mind, too. I do. I'm going to Google it. There was a kid at my school who was an absolute twat. I wonder what, what he's up to. <laughs> it's nice. To, that's what Facebook's for, isn't it? Um, um, to, just, to, just to go on there and see the kids of all of your all of your uh, school. Yeah, see how well oh, everybody has done. Make you feel bad about yourself. Oh, shit. Looks like Mandy went on and met some other stud and had five kids. Yeah, that's pretty she looks much really what happy. it is. Guess I wasn't good enough. Guess I wasn't good enough for that party one time. <laughs> Unlucky. I'm going to find this. Fucker. Do you guys do you guys know anybody that you went to school with who is in currently serving time in jail? Um hmm. probably but I, I I don't know like the people that I yeah, know, but I, I, I know people that I'm almost certain. I was at school with well, Gareth guess... Malone, you know from the choir and all that shit? No. You never heard of Gareth Malone? No. He's, he's kind of a kind of a big deal. He he's a uh, you see him everywhere conducting fucking choirs and shit. He's that guy. I went to school with a guy who was implicated uh, in uh, September 11th stuff. He was like, Jesus. Oh, yeah, he was arrested shortly after. Something to do with, I don't know how involved. I, I can't imagine super involved, but he went to my high school and he was arrested. Wow. As far as I know, he's still in jail, I think. Jeez. But that's the only person. A guy I went to school with uh, died in a car crash as well. That's one wow. of the only people I know from school who's actually died as well. Oh, Lord. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Like, you go to school with a ton of people. Yeah. On average, you would expect some of them to do either exceedingly well and some people to end up just Serial in, like, killers. these hopeless situations or whatever. But for the most part, as far as I can tell, most people just are pretty average, you know? They've, they've I think that's averaged it. out. I think that is it. That one in a hundred thousand murder rate, you know, and even then, some of those I'm sure are going to be pretty unusual circumstances. You know, you know, sometimes I get very angry and you know really want to yeah. just sure strangle someone, but you know, oh, yeah. I, and I could see it happening. You know, if if it really got out of control, you want to kill somebody, just, Lewis? Do you wet your bed? Push often, him in, uh, <laughs> push him in a canal. Or Have you ever wet your bed before, like as an adult? Uh, I pooed it, pooed bed. <laughs> right. Nice. After, Did you wake up? And was the poo had the poo completely exited your ass and was just like lying delicately beside you on the bed, or did you wake <laughs> up with just shit all up in your ass crack, like uh, and a bit on the bed as well? The second one, yeah, <laughs> right. Nice. <laughs> Holy shit! So you know Anna Kendrick? You know the actress Anna Kendrick? No. Oh, vaguely. Okay. Pe- pe- all the fucking people watching this podcast will will know who Anna Kendrick is. I bet ninety nine percent of them. She's an actress. She's she's pretty famous. Right. She is currently dating my my friend Ben Richardson, right. who was like one of my best friends growing up. Right. We used to play Blood Bowl and fucking Warhammer games, and I'd paint miniatures when around to his house all the fucking time. She's dating Ben. Go Ben. Wow. Congrats, Ben. <laughs> wow. Well done. I'm so impressed. You think he listens to this? Fuck no, dude. He lives in Hollywood. He's like a movie director. Not a he's a cinematographer or some shit. Yeah, but he's still gotta have like bit of downtime you know there's no way no there's no way he listens to this podcast i guarantee you oh. dude's living that la lifestyle dating anna kendrick what do you think he's gonna fucking listen to the triforce podcast yeah. pull the other one yeah there's no accounting for bad taste eh? but so from that <laughs> the- I, w- I did theater studies a level with ben and with gareth malone all right right so ben ben is dating anna kendrick and living in hollywood and being a cinematographer right gareth malone is like multi-millionaire director of the choir and all this kind of shit i've got a podcast hey 
Are you happy? No, I'm miserable. Well, maybe, I want to be maybe you just need living to in Hollywood. You might need to reevaluate your life then. I thought you were going to say, yeah, I'm happy. And I was going to say, well, that's the main thing. Who cares what you're doing? I'm very happy. Good. Mrs. F listens to the podcast. I'm very happy. Well, there you go. My wife doesn't. My, so the other day, there <laughs> I was. miserable? <laughs> uh, there, there, there I was the other day streaming, okay? And I thought to myself, I didn't, I didn't vocalize this, but I thought to myself, man, I could really go for a brew. Like I could really go for a tea or whatever. And then two seconds later, my wife walks into the garage and she's got a cup of tea for me. I was like, holy fuck, like, were you watching the stream? Could you just tell, like, by the look on my face that I needed tea? And she's like, no. So, oh, okay. I didn't watch that shit. Yeah, and I was a little bit disappointed. But then I thought to myself, it's kind of cool that she could just sense out there, like, in the force or something that I want tea and bring, yeah. bring tea. She just thought, I wonder if my husband but would like some tea. why isn't she watching my stream? At the same time, you know? <laughs> she could sub. Right. That's all he's saying. Yeah. She, you know, tea is nice, but she could she sub. She could sub. Or even just a follow. She could smash that bell, like, you know. Yeah. It doesn't cost a, <laughs> cost a cent. Smash the fucking <laughs> bell, would you? Jeez. Leave a like. It doesn't cost Mrs. her Earth anything. Mrs. brought me a toasted cheese and ham sandwich the other day. She don't watch the stream. She ain't sub. Smash, she got her Amazon Prime bell. just sitting there. Why doesn't she just, you know, drop that Prime? Yeah, why doesn't she just fucking know? drop that Prime? Crazy. Just otherwise, she's going to waste. Yeah. To be fair, yeah, it's it my Prime account, so it wouldn't really be. Prime myself. Fuck, can I prime myself? I prime myself most evenings. No, this is a serious question. Can you prime yourself? <laughs> I'm going to fucking prime myself right now. Yeah, you can. You can do it, mate. Why, why wouldn't you be able to? Because it's an extra sub, man. Jeez. I can double my sub count right now. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's can double up. My, my, I would say, because, okay, I know where you live. And I know how your your dad garage is. This is very that sounded more impressive than I yeah. intended. This is very threatening. So, so you, but you look out at your house, okay? In from fact, the dad garage. you can I see. I know what you're wearing you right can now. See the house. <laughs> so, Guess where I am. <laughs> so, did but when your did you when your wife brought you a cup of tea? Did you subconsciously in the corner up corner of your eye see her? bringing it out the window and then she knocks on the door or did you see her come out of the house? I saw house her come out of the house with it. With it. Okay. When, two, two minutes after the thought entered my mind. I was like... Wait, your okay. garage it's now two your minutes. garage is, is detached from the house? Yep. Oh my God. And I have a big window that I can see the house from so I can see people coming and going. Wow. Like, for instance, yesterday, here I was streaming. Uh, I look outside and there's a stranger at my door, okay? Knocking on the side door of all doors, right? Like normally you people do knock that. at the front oh, door. Weird. So she's at the side door knocking. So I look and I see my wife come to the door. And I can tell by my wife's expression that she's like, what the fuck is this person doing here? That was that kind of expression. At the side door. And then so the door opens and I see them like talking or whatever. Next thing I see my wife handing her a chair from our kitchen. <laughs> what the fuck? And then my wife does this thing. <laughs> She thinks I can yeah. understand what she's saying by like doing like this weird like uh like not like a semaphore. Like, yeah, kind of like using yeah. gestures and like um not talking, but I'm meant to like read her lips or something. Yeah. So she's trying to explain uh, what turned into out to be like quite a complex situation via like lip reading. Yeah. So I'm just sitting here like what? Like I I didn't know like I Are was you streaming at the moment with like your jaw just like I was slack. shrugging a lot like. and uh and shaking <laughs> right. my head. Right. Anyway, um so finally I was like, all right, stream, I gotta just take a quick break and go see what's going on. So I go in and she's like, um and there's like fucking three ambulances like outside of my house. And she's like, Oh, um, yeah, as our neighbor, uh, this old man just like collapsed outside by the road and she had to phone the uh, paramedics and uh, she wanted to borrow a chair so he could sit on it because apparently he had like uh, heart problems or whatever. 
Uh, I was like, oh, okay, great. And then she brought the chair back, and he, I think he's okay. He, they had to be taken to hospital and stuff. But uh, had it not been for that window, I wouldn't have known any of this was going on. I would have been blissfully unaware. I would have been in here. I wouldn't have known about the collapse, the uh, the loan of my kitchen chair, nothing. So all the good, this is strangers, people helping out each other. People That's crazy, isn't someone it? Or, some poorly guy on the street checking that, if he's the okay. Other week, some, some, some travelers turned up on the park near me. Ask if they were okay? grind, angle grinded their way into the park. They cut the gate open with an angle grinder. <laughs> Ten caravans turned up, rocked up, parked up. All the people in their cars are doing donuts on the grass. If they, if one of them in one caravan wants to go see someone in another, they drive there across the grass, spinning their wheels. Tire tracks everywhere. They stole all the chickens from the local allotment. Oh, Jesus! And the police were like, "Get the fuck out of here! You guys have forty-eight hours." And they were like, "Fine." And they got the chickens back, and they cussed out everybody that they saw. And it was, they were fucking horrible. Jeez. They were really the least friendly people you've ever met. Man. And uh, then Put them in the grinder. Grinder. Yeah. Drop poo and pee on them and grind <laughs> them sausage grinder. <laughs> pee poo sausage grinder now. Fuck me, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, I'm out of stories, guys. I mean, it's been two weeks, so a lot of stuff has accumulated, but I've uh, I've fully blown my load now. No, that, um, that, that, that's that was everything. some extreme thrusting. That's all I have. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think it was great. I don't see any problems with it. I think it was. Yeah. I love you always do a review of the podcast when we've just finished it. Yeah, it was, like, uh, it was like a quick Google. Well, review. thanks for listening to that. I, I looking back, pretty mediocre, really. Uh, <laughs> be a miracle if this one gets published. But uh, if you are listening to this, we appreciate it. Um, look out for our new uh, pee and poo pots on the Patreon as well. Uh, they'll be branded. So if you want yeah, to, uh, don't actually use them for pee and poo. Because uh, they're not waterproof and they will collapse on you. Yeah. Uh, you know what Terry did today? He climbed up onto his house and uh, dropped a big one on top of his house. So when I came in this morning, he wasn't on his house anymore, looking at me with like this glint in his eye. It's like, Terry, what's going on? Look over at his house. There's just a massive pile of shit on top of his house. He just like. That's a dirty protest. Dropped a huge one. Yeah. So maybe he yeah. is dirty protesting. Yeah. If you could do that. You probably would, though, right? What, shit on your own roof? (sighs) Just, yeah, just casually climb up onto your own house and take a big shit in front of everyone. Yeah, but you don't have an owner who's going to clean it up, Lewis. There's just going to be a shit on your roof. Did I tell you guys about when I went to Canada and I smoked some weed, like, in April when I was back for, like, a week? We smoked some weed and I tried to tell people the story about uh, my friend who shit in a margarine container and uh, was opening (laughs) it very slightly in the car and everybody was, like, almost barfing. It stunk so much. Anyway, Jeez. I tried to tell that story and I could not stop laughing. Like, it was so fucking funny. I don't know what it is about shit. It just absolutely slays me. <laughs> it's not about shit. It's about weed. Well, that just had oh. a part to do with it. But man, I was like, had the giggles so hard I couldn't even speak. It was just like, I was crying. It was nuts. Oh, man. But fuck me. It was so funny when that happened. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that, but if somebody has shit in a margarine container and it's sealed closed, and they open it even just slightly in an enclosed car. Good Lord, that's that is just, that's a smell. That, sells, that is a smell. That and on that important. bombshell, well, I think that, that, that is, is this a... week's podcast. Thank you for one. Party elf. All right. Um, we'll see you guys week. later. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye.